Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. Are you just excited to be a part of the kingdom of God? I'm not, I don't, that doesn't sound convincing. Are you excited to be a part of the kingdom of God? Let, let, let me help you this morning. Whether you like it or not, you made it to 2022. Huh? And you made it to 2022 because God has a plan for you in 2022. Let me say that again. If you made it to 2022, if you crossed over on this side of the dirt, that means God has a plan for you in 2022. So how about I just start preaching now, yeah? I feel like you're going to make me preach online. Thank you for being here. But the only difference about the year is the number. If you want to see and you want to have the same year you just had, be the same person you've always been. Come to church, don't worship. Come to church, don't praise. Come to church, ask for everything, and give nothing. I'm preaching early. I was already sweating when I got up here, so I might as well just jump right into it. God is looking for people who will not only cross over into the new year, but become a better person. His agenda will be fulfilled in the earth, and it's up to you if he uses you to help fulfill that agenda. The question here is, are you in or are you out? This is not my sermon. I'm just asking you. Are you in or are you out? You know, the Bible said this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, not only are we in another day, we're in another year. I can tell you I went through some tumultuous things the last couple years, but God. See, I'm from a church, an old school church called Church of God in Christ, and we just say, but God. But God means if he had not come through when he came through, I wouldn't be here talking to you like I'm talking to you. You may have some but God situations. You may have some but God things that happen in your life. But God, if he didn't come through, you wouldn't be here listening to me. But God, you wouldn't be on this side of the dirt. If it had not been for the Lord who was on your side, the question is, where would I be? Where would I be if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side? I'm just trying to give you a couple seconds to begin to think. You know, again, from the church I come from, they said, when I think of the goodness of Jesus. I don't even know if I have people in here who are excited to be on this side of the dirt. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, what? Hallelujah, thank God for saving me. When I think of the goodness, it's just a question, has he been good to you? Has he been faithful to you? Let me pray. Father, I thank you for today. Thank you for life. Thank you for health. Thank you for strength. And I pray that you be with us as you always will be here in this talk today, this conversation in our worship. Thank you for allowing us to come freely and worship you. And we ask today that you do exactly what you want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. A couple things here. January the 3rd. That is tomorrow. Are you excited about that? The fast starts tomorrow. Come on, you might as well keep clapping. 
January the 3rd through the 22nd, we believe as believers, if you are in this body, not in somebody, but in his body, not all nations, but if you are in the body of Christ, we know that fasting is an essential part of the believer's life. It is what's helped us clearly hear from the Lord. We decrease so that he can increase, right? We move that plate aside. We turn the TV off. We turn those phones off to have some set-aside time with God so we can hear what his plans are for our life and clearly clearly hear what he would have for us. So January the 3rd through the 22nd, we will be fasting as a body of Christ. I'm engaging, I'm challenging you to engage, get involved in what God is doing because something unique and exciting is happening in his body and it's happening in this body. Amen. Also, January the 30th, we will be having our first night of worship in Quincy. Are you excited about that? That is our first night of worship. God has an intention for Quincy. God has some amazing things he's doing in that area. We've been having conversation after conversation with people in that area. And again, as Pastor communicated, I believe it was last week, this is not a, a, a building that, and this is not a church that we're erecting so you can leave here and go there. This is a church that we're erecting so you can come serve there so other people that don't know Jesus can have space to come and, and get to know Jesus. Does that make sense? So it's not one of those places, well, you know what? That's closer to me. <laughs> that's five minutes. Actually, that's, that's, that has to be God that you guys are planning a church there. Okay, we're asking that you come, engage, love on the people of Quincy so that God can do what his, um, his plans are for that area right after service. And I'll announce it again. We have two sign-up sheets, myself, uh, Zach, there'll be some others, uh, Pastor Tom. We'll be back there behind guest services signing up is for uh, the Quincy team to help us load, unload, so do all that we have to do, set up signs. We have all those things to love on the people in that area. So there is a sign-up sheet for that. So yesterday, as I was just kind of looking over what I wanted to communicate, I feel like the Lord had put some things in my heart. I was sharing with my wife, and, um, and, and this, this will be a year, and I wrote it this way, this will be a year of spiritual prosperity. Let me say that again. This will be a year of spiritual prosperity. Let me help you with this. That you will not see anything with your eyes until it grows first in your spirit intimately with the Lord. It's not about the outward thing anymore. It's about what's happening in your heart. So God is focused and he wants you to be focused on growing spiritually this year. You might say, man, I've been, I'm, in, I'm in June, I'm in July, I have not seen anything, I have not felt anything, I, things are not moving. And I, and I urge you to look inward to see where you are with the Lord. This is a year of spiritual maturity. Those who now should be eating meat, it's time to eat meat. Those of you who should not be drinking milk anymore, it's time to stop drinking milk. Amen. This is a year for the hungry. This is a year for hungry people. Isaiah 55, that will be the text, the chapter that I will be in, verses 8 through 11. But if you read in that text, it's talking about uh, those who hunger and thirst. You know, it's a beautiful thing to come to a God that can quench your thirst and still make you thirsty. He can quench your thirst, he can give you everything you need, but you still leave wanting more. That connects him to intimacy. That means you just keep coming back to him. There was a word that I believe that my, for, for my family, and I, uh, my wife and I talked about it last night, 
Uh, but I believe that I wanted to share with this with you corporately that this will be a year for us individually, but um, corporately that God wants to get you, and I heard the word rhythm. He wants to get a rhythm. He wants you to get in flow, in the rhythm, in step with what he's doing because there is something amazing about being in unity with the Father. Amen? Isaiah chapter 55, verse chapter 8. This is uh, the NIV and this, the, the title for today is called Trading in Your Dreams. Trading in your dreams. This is a new year. I believe God wants to do some new things, but I believe he's after our dreams. Isaiah 55, I wanted to use that name today to start off the year for you. Isaiah 55, verses 8 through 9, NIV. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Let me say that again. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. Verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Verse 10. For as the rain comes down and the snow from the sky and it doesn't return there, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud and gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. It shall so not return to me void. Everybody say void. But it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing that I sent it to do. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. God, what is God saying here? You don't know what I know. You, you have no idea what my intentions are for you because you think you know what your intentions are. And you think you know the best. He said, neither are your ways my ways. What you're doing, stop. You're petitioning me for things, but you're going about it the way you deem necessary for it to happen. That's why it's taking longer. We all have GPS. We think she knows nothing. We all think that there's a faster way other than what she's saying. But she's preventing you or he or the, the, the UK voice, whatever, I use a UK voice on my GPS, but whatever the voice is trying to prohibit you from going in a direction that is going to further and keep, and, pro, and keep your destination at bay. Neither are your ways or my ways. Verse 9, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Why is he saying this twice? He wants you to listen and understand that you don't know anything. You have no idea all the plans that he has for you. You know why? Because you feel like the plans he has for you takes too long. You promised me this, but it seems like it's taking a long time. And it feels like if I go this way, this is a quicker route. This is a shorter route. But I'm telling you, if you take the quicker and shorter route, it's going to end up being the longest route you've ever taken. This is the year that we abandon our dreams for his, because here's the thing. Our dreams for our lives are hidden in his dream for our lives. We think that if we give up what we want, it's like, how is that even fair? How is that even fair? But how many of you at some point in your life stop pursuing something and follow God and God end up bringing back what you were pursuing in a better way for your life? That is the God that we serve. For my thoughts are not your cause. In, in case, and we're talking about the exile of the, of, of, of the children of Israel. 
Now, understanding they were going through the wilderness, but the whole time they had this thing, they were murmuring and complaining. Murmuring and complaining. But the whole time, God had an exit strategy for them. God raised up a Persian king knowing that he would be able to get through to this Persian king. I'm trying to tell you, wherever you are in your life in this new year, can I, can I tell you something? This is just a new year. 2021 was just a couple of days ago. So if you were eating excessively two days ago, you were snacking uncontrollably two days ago, chances are you're probably going to do that still. I'm speaking to myself. I had a honey bun and a couple other things a couple of days ago. You know, this has nothing to do with it, but I just want to tell you this because I like throwing myself under the bus. So I have a sweet tooth. Somebody said, mm, you're praying. Believe it. I have a sweet tooth. So, you know, sometimes, often, frequently, I may get up in the middle of the night. And I don't know if it's the Lord because I will be asleep and I'll be like, mm. thank you, Lord. Yes, I'll go. <laughs> yes, I'll go. And I'll make my way. There's a new beautiful gas station the Lord prepared on Monroe, like one light away. And I, and I know that had to be God. So I go in and I get a honey bun and I go in. I say, you know what? I'll just, you know, get some ice cream. And, and why, not, why not get some cookies too? And I feel this unction. Say, well, maybe get some Skittles. And I just begin to follow this trail before I know it. I got bags at whatever time at night. It doesn't matter. I got bags coming into the house. And when I eat it, I, get, I just get a headache. But I, I keep getting a headache every time that I eat in excess that way. But I feel like maybe if I don't eat four honey buns and eat two, maybe I won't get a headache but I keep getting a headache. And I think, well, maybe if I wait two weeks in between the snacks, then I make him eat more because I don't eat it as often. And the headache remains the same. I guess what I'm saying is, if you're gonna, if you are doing the same thing in 2022 that you did in 2021 and expecting something different to happen to you, still going to happen. You know, I started, I, I always talk about eating because that's something that I believe uh, I enjoy. <laughs> but what I'm saying is we have to begin to modify and change our life. That's why we're introducing the fast at the top of the year. So guess what I'm fasting? Water. I'm fasting, sweets, candy, cakes. I'm going to stock up today. No. I'm fasting all these things because I know that is going to send me on a trajectory where my thoughts can now become his thoughts. That's why the Bible says put on the mind of Christ. Because when he's telling you to put on his thoughts, he knows that your thoughts are evil. 
How can that be? I'm a Christian. That's why he tells you to renew your mind because when you don't renew your mind, your thoughts become contradictory to his. And now you be, you're at war with the mind of God because you want what he wants and he tells you you can't have it now. And it's like J.G. Wentworth, I want my money and I want it right now. It becomes in conflict with his thoughts for you. As the rain comes down and the snow from the sky doesn't return there, but the waters on earth and makes it and brings forth the bud and gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. God is saying, listen, if you begin to think the way that I think, you'll understand that I have purpose for you. You'll understand that I have a plan for you, just like I have a plan for the rain, just like I have a plan for the snow. I never send anything from the heaven down to earth and just for anything. Everything has a purpose. Verse 11, so my word shall go forth out of my mouth and it shall not return to me void. Everybody say void. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. If you begin to look through the scriptures in Genesis, God <laughs> said, let there be light. And what happened? It was light. The word of God is right. Psalms 33 and 4. By God's word, the heavens were made. Psalms 33 and 6. God's word is settled in heaven forever. Psalms 119, 89, God's word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. What does that mean? That as he speaks, it begins to illuminate the direction in which you're supposed to go. A lot of us are walking around completely confused, and the only reason we're confused because we have not adopted the mind of Christ. We have not adopted the mind of Christ, and his word is what lasts forever. And he says, listen, I have a plan for every word that I've spoken in this earth, and it will not return to me Void, Genesis 1:26, and we were made in the image of God. Think about this. He spoke a word and man was formed. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. Genesis 1:26, he spoke a word and Adam was born. He spoke a word, Eve was born. He spoke a word and every person in this room was formed. If you are a word out of the mouth of God, he promises that you will not return to him empty. Let me say that again. We are words spoken out of the mouth of God. Genesis 1.26, he used the word to create Adam. He used the word to create Eve. He used the word to create light. He, cre he used the word to create the heavens, the earth. He used the word, and he used the word to create every person in this room. And he promises you, because you are words spoken out of his mouth, that you will not return to him empty. And you will accomplish, watch this, everything that he purposes for you to do. I'm trying to get you to understand this. He says, you will accomplish... Watch this. That which I please. This is what he's saying. You will accomplish what I want you to accomplish. Let me say it this way. You're not going to do anything that I don't want you to do. And anything you do outside of my will, it will not work. <laughs> I love how he uses this. Let me say this again. You shall accomplish that which I Please, that means he's in control of your life. And the moment we come to grips with he is in control of our lives, we will stop fighting his dream for ours. We will stop contending with the man who created us and saying, we know what's better for our lives. 
He said, but I, it shall prosper in the thing that I sent it to do. Here's the question. Have you been living in the dream he has for you? Or have you been living in the dream that you have for yourself? Which one? Because you can't do both. You can't live in the dream that he has for you and live in the dream that you want to accomplish in your own life. His thoughts are higher. His ways are better. And you have to understand there's this concept here that happened in California. This is called uh, Death Valley. Death Valley, this is something that transpired in 2016. You can put that first valley was just there. It was created. It was dry. It was dead. It was barren. And people just go look at it. And people, and I was looking it up and listening to the commentary. They were asking, why would something like this exist? It's dry. There's no point. It's not good to look at. It's not enticing to look at. I put the picture up this morning and one of the people said, what is this? Just some dirt. <laughs> no, it's, it's a dry, dead valley. That's why they call it Death Valley. But in 2016, something happened in this valley. There was a torrential storm. There was a torrential rain. There was something so catastrophic. Rain was pouring so hard. And it was pouring like raining cats and dogs. And something happened the morning of March. I believe it was the 3rd, 2016. What's that picture say? This is what you call a super bloom. There's no reason. There's no rhyme. They don't know how this happened. They just know that this has been a valley, a desert, death valley for years and years. And all of a sudden, one hurricane, one bad storm. The next day, there was a massive super bloom that happened. I'm talking to somebody that you're watching. You're sitting here. You've been in a valley of dry times. You've been in a hard times. You've been in a hard space. You've been in a dark space. You've been in a hard space. You've been in a valley and season of nothing happening. But I'm telling you, one rain that's coming, one thing that's coming and everything is about to change. Listen, you just crossed over into 2022. Things haven't been working. Things haven't been moving. Things have been stuck, but there's a super bloom coming your way. There's something about to happen to and in your life to cause the glory of God to shine through and make the same people that looked at you and said, there's nothing happening in their life. Look at them. They're dry, barren, fruitless, but what they don't understand about what happened in this super bloom, in, that in this place called Death Valley, there were seeds in this valley. There were seeds in this valley that have been germinating for years and they've fallen so deep in the cracks and they got buried so deep within the dirt. Year after year, when, the, when those dust storms came, it just scattered more seed. Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to. The year when the hard times came, it scattered more seed in the valley. The year when the rough times came, it buried deeper seed in the valley. The year when those, the crying times came, seed began to scatter more through the cracks of the valley. But one storm, one rain. One thing set off something that God has been doing for years in a person's life where nobody else could see. We're talking about 20, 22, 20, 21 hard years. 
a lot of loss, a lot of devastation, a lot of challenges, a lot of trying times. But I'm telling you, there's a super bloom about to come in your life. Can I tell you, let me say it like this. You're one morning away. Yeah, you want morning, you want storm away. I need you to rejoice. I already talked about this in the suffering. Rejoice in the storm because you're one super bloom. Wait, all of a sudden, people just gonna start saying, all of a sudden, they, I, people gonna start, I can't believe that happened to them. I can't believe that they prospering like this. I can't believe that God is doing something in their lives of this magnitude. But this is what happened when we put on the mind of Christ because we don't look at a valley as a barren place. We don't look at a desert as a fruitless place. We look at a desert and a valley to say, one day God's going to do something in this valley. One day God's going to do something in this dry season of my life. One day God's going to get the glory out of these cracks that I've been through and these open places that I've been through. He's going to get a glory out of your divorce. He's going to get a glory out your repossession. He's going to get a glory out your foreclosure. He's going to get glory out that business deal that fell through. He's going to get glory out of your life. You know, had a mentor sometime back and had a conversation and we were talking about dark times. Dark times and mindsets, dark times and mindsets. And I was going through a hard season and he said, have you ever been to a play, a stage play or have you ever been to a, a movie theater? I said, of course. He said, the movie or the stage play normally doesn't start when the lights are on. I said, True. He said, if you are out in the foyer or if you're out getting popcorn, he said, all of a sudden, and the, light, the lights begin to go dark, the stage begins to, I mean, the area begins to come dark, everything goes black, the curtains are closed. He said, and people get excited when it gets dark. I'll let that sit for, for a second. People get excited when the lights go off. At the movie, at the stage play, people get excited when things go dark. You know why? That means the show is about to start. That means the main character is about to step on the stage. That means the person you came to see is about to reveal himself. Can I tell somebody today that it's dark where you are? The lights are off. It seems dark. You can't see your way. But can I tell somebody the show is about to start in your life? The main character is about to step on the scene. And the only thing they're going to be able to see in your life is what Jesus is doing on the stage of your life. God has a plan for those who put on the mind of Christ and begin to see and think the way he sees and thinks. I'm trying to get you to a point this year where you say, God, if this is not you, I don't want to do it. I'm trying to get you to a point in your life where it says, this seems good and it feels good, but I'm not sure if this is God, so I'll wait on it. Listen, I believe that this is a year of prosperity for those spiritually first because, listen, you have to be spiritually solid to turn down good opportunities. Let me me say that again. You have to be spiritually solid to turn down good opportunities. I've turned down my fair share of good opportunities. Before, not too long ago, before I came here, and I had an offer to go to another church. It was in a very cold place and that was an indication that there was not God. (laughs) 
It was a great opportunity. They were loaning me tons of, I mean, not loaning me. I don't know. They were giving me tons of money. But it was something in here. It was like, this is not it. And I was telling people like, hey, this is what they're offering me. This is what I got to do. I don't really have to do much. And people were like, you have to be careful what people are like. People are like, you need to take it. This has to be God. This is what the money you need. This is what you're asking for. This is what you're believing for. This is what you But there's something in me that was like, I don't think this is it. And I turned it down. But I can't. I wish I could say I turned it down with joy. <laughs> you know, I wish I could stand up here and say, listen, I turned it down. I didn't even care. I was like, I don't want it. It don't matter to me. I was like, oh, God, this has to be you. Please, please. Because, you know, it's hard to go back and be like, you know what? I miss God. Is it still open? (laughs) But shortly after, I got a call from this place. Shortly after, meaning about 15 minutes. Got a phone call. Had a conversation with the lead pastor. So you know who they are, Pastor Stephen, Miss Yvonne. And they say, you know what? We just want, we, we want a place where the Holy Spirit can live. We want a place where people will encounter God. They were speaking my language. They were speaking my language. And something inside of me was like, oh, ah, this is it. Oh, this is it. This is it. And then we got to, well, this is what, what's the salary? I said, uh-oh. Might not be it. But very quickly I knew that in my spirit I had already agreed before I even knew how much it was. Because when you know, you know. And when you put on the mind of Christ, you don't fall for things that smell and look good because you know there's something behind the smell and behind the look good. I'm talking to somebody that's not in a relationship yet and they smell good and they look good and she smell good and look good. And if it's not God, there's not good things in it. Some of y'all sitting here dating. Y'all might not be married. I'm saying. I'm not saying they're not the one online. I'm not talking to these people. I'm talking to y'all. I'm not saying that they're not the one. But I am saying when you put on the mind of Christ, you begin to see things that normal people don't see. Let this mind be in you who is also in Christ Jesus. I am saying his intentions for you are good. I had a plan on being a professional baseball player. I had walk-ons with the Cardinals. Hurt my knee. That wasn't God's dream for me. I, I'm not saying that God hurt my knee. He's like, no, that's not my dream for you. Boom. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I am saying that as I pursued it, I began to pursue it in ways that left God out of my pursuit. How do you know? That what you're pursuing is not God. This is how you know. It's because you ask him to bless what you're doing instead of getting involved with what he's doing because it's already. God bless this. God bless this. God bless this. And he like, that's not what I have for you. I have something so much better for you. But here's the beauty about God. Sometimes he'll let us do what we want. He's solid enough to know that he's going to let us do what we want and he knows we're still going to blame him for letting us do what we want. God, why did you let me do that? 
He like, bro, I can't win here. Why did you let me do this? Why did you let me date her? You knew she was a knucklehead. You knew he was crazy. You prayed to me every day. I was tired of it. Can you imagine? You just kept praying, kept asking me about her and kept asking me about him. And I told you a thousand times to a thousand people that that is not the one. But if you want to see on your own, go ahead. And every Sunday you're right here. God, get him out of my life. Take him out of my life. Kill him. No, you don't want to. (laughs) But we're talking about the mind of Christ. We're talking about trading dreams for his, exchanging dreams, his thoughts becoming your thoughts, his ways becoming your ways. He says, I want to be one with you as my father in heaven are one. What does that mean? Intimacy. That means oneness. That means living in his dream for your life. But here's the thing. You have to be okay with it, abandoning the dream you feel like that's for you. Listen to what I'm saying. Your plan B, you think it's your plan A, you think it's plan A, but it's not. God has something unique and he has something beautiful for you. God is not limited to our myopic thinking. God can think of a strategy while you're in a mess, while you're trying to figure out ways to get out of the situation. You pick up the phone, I need to pay that loan, I need to call my mama. I need to call my cousin. I need to call my friend. I need to call my sister. I need to ask the neighbor if they can help me. I need to ask the person across the street. I need to call a pastor. Is there a benevolence? Y'all don't have a benevolence? I call the church. They give me no help. But God is like, why are you worrying? You know, I come from a school that says, why are you trying to figure it out? God is already, Jesus can't work it out. How are you going to pay the rent? Work it out. All your money spent. He's working it out. That's what they used to sing when I was a kid. Little bit to buy some food. Baby need a pair of shoes. Working out. Jesus can work it out. And here's a caveat to the song. If you let him. If you let him, he will give you what you have been asking for. It won't look like what you're asking for right off the bat. The journey might take a little longer, but I promise you're going to get to where you got to go. Us as a church, we're endeavoring to do some things we've never done before, and we can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it in our own mind. We have to go with the mind of Christ, with the vision of God, so we can get the outcome that God wants us to have. That's why we're saying, church, it's time to fast because we put on the mind of Christ. Church, it's time to intercede and pray. We put on the mind of Christ. Church, we're having a shut-in. That's what they call it, a lock-in. I don't know what you want to call it. It's put on the mind of Christ. Come on out. Y'all staying in the church all night? Yeah, how long? Y'all going y'all to be here all night? Well, I'm going to just come for like a couple minutes because you know it's late. You, it's okay. Just stay. The, the sun will come up while you're in the church. Y'all praying? Y'all fan? You mean I got to deny myself? I can't watch what I want? I can't be on my phone all day? I can't eat what I want? Y'all controlling. Y'all too controlling at that church. Listen, if you don't want to follow God, this is not the place for you. And when I say this is not the place for you, I'm not just talking about the church. I'm talking about the body of Christ. If you loathe authority, 
You know, a lot of us are Christians, but we have not made him the Lord of our life. I'm almost done. I know you can't wait. We've made him a little God. That's why it's so easy to replace him. He's interchangeable to some of us. But when he becomes the Lord of our life, we're like, I don't like it, but I'm going to do it. I don't really like what you're challenging me to do right now. I might have some pushback, but I know it's the best way. I'm going to do it. But when you have put him in a position of being interchangeable, it's like, no, I don't really do it. I'll come back at you later. I'm going to go a different direction. I'm going to go a different direction. Here's the thing about God. When you go in a different direction, you're going to come back to the same direction you went to. Everything you do is going to lead you back to him because that's the kind of God he is. I want to try this way. I want to start this business. Oh, it failed. Okay, God, let me. And then we say, you know what? I should acknowledge you. I should acknowledge you in all my ways. Next time, I promise I'm going to do it. Here comes another opportunity. I'm going to take it. Oh, man, it didn't work. God, listen, you know what? I'm human. I make mistakes. This is a fallen world. I'm fallible. My fault. Okay, I repent. Okay. I promise I won't do it again. I promise I won't do it again. But I believe where God is taking this church, Pastor Tommy, you can come up, where God is taking this church, if you're online, where God is taking his people, where God is taking his church, not this body, but his body, where God is directing his body, it has to be in a position of complete unity with him. Listen, of complete, you want this year to be different, tap into what he's doing. You want to continue to do what the year has always done for you? Keep doing what you've always done. Pray a little bit and ask for a lot. Give nothing, ask for much. And then you will begin to see the other people who are prospering, who are doing healthy. This is the year of spiritual prosperity. Maybe you probably won't get excited about that. And I did when I first heard it. But then I started to leap on the inside because I knew that God first does something internally before he does something externally. This is the year that I believe we'll see things we've never seen before. We're getting ready to go to Quincy. We're getting ready to take ground we've never had before. We're getting ready to go after a city or go after a people, go after a people group who don't know God, who's killing, who has murders. And people are like, where are you going over there? People getting shot over there. People dying over there. People selling drugs over there. People got prostitution over there. People going bankrupt over there. That's why we're going over there. God doesn't send believers to lively places. Let me say it again. God doesn't send believers to lively places. He sent lively stones to dead places so they can become lively places and then we'll go make another dead place live again. This is what we're doing. We're exchanging our dreams. Why why are we doing two all nations? That's ridiculous. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to those who don't have the mind of Christ. The Bible says the spirit, the natural will never understand the things of the spirit. So uh, people who are not in the spirit would always call spiritual things foolish. But he takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. We're going after people. 
And as we go after people, Matthew 6, 33, as we're seeking his kingdom first, here it is. As we have the mind of Christ first, he's going to start doing things and taking care of all your needs, moving all the pieces around, making all things work together for the good, making everything in your life make sense because that is the goal of having the mind of Christ because we focus on what he focuses on and then he focuses on what we don't focus on. Because we can't look at our problems and look at him at the same time. One of them has to be our God. Will it be our problems or will it be God? Let God be God and everything else be alive. Listen, the song says, you keep hope alive. I know a lot of us in the last couple of years, we've lost a lot of hope. The church has been tested. The people of God have been pressed, challenged, provoked. But I believe this is the year that God wants to make his name great in your life. The lights are off. It's getting dark. But that's not a bad thing. It just means the show is about to start. That means the main character of your life is getting ready to step on the stage of your life and all people will see is him. All people are going to see is Jesus. And he's going to stand in places. You're going to be in places that looks dry just like that valley. It's going to look dry. They're going to call it death valley. You're barren. Maybe you're in here. You just couldn't have a baby. Or maybe you just, the business didn't work or the things didn't work because you were doing it in your own flesh. And people are like, you keep doing this and you keep doing this. It's dry. It's not going to work. This is not going to accomplish anything. But I'm telling you, those seeds have been planted. Those seeds of challenges and discouragement. You haven't been getting discouraged. You haven't been losing. You've been learning. Those seeds have been going deep and embedded in the cracks of your life. But I'm telling you, something is about to come and a super bloom is about to happen in your life. Close your eyes all over the building. Maybe you're here and you say, you know what? I haven't had the mind of Christ because I'm not a believer. I've been trying to do things my own way. I've been living in my own way. I've been in my own way. And I don't want to go into this year without giving Jesus Christ my life. How do I do that? you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, he said you'll be saved. It's a confession. It's a confession of your lips and it's connecting with your heart. You say, you know what? I want to give my life to Jesus today. I don't want to go another day. I don't want to go into this year. And not just one of those, I'm going into this year, I'm going to work out. And then six weeks in, you stop working out. No, I want to go into this year and I want to give my heart to Jesus for the rest of my life. I've been doing my own thing and I'm really really tired of it and I want his dreams for my life and if that's you and you want to give your heart to the Lord today this moment on the count of three just raise your hand one two three raise your hand if that's you if that's you you say I want to give my heart to the Lord I see that hand I see you raise it high I see you say man I'm, I'm tired of living in my own way I'm tired of doing my own thing I, I'm ready I see that hand keep, keep that hand up I see those hands I'm tired of living in my own head. I don't want to do what I want to do anymore. I want to do what God wants me to do. This is what I want you to do. Those two hands that came up and you raised your hand, I want you to do, I want you to be really brave. I want you to come down here and meet me. Clap your hands for them as they come. Come down. If your hand rose, if you rose your hand, come on. Come meet me right here. I want to connect with you. I want to shake your hand. 
I want to congratulate you on the decision that you made. God is advancing his kingdom. People are coming to the Lord. God is doing a new thing. And God is just not sending people. He's sending me. And God is doing something in the kingdom of God. Congratulations, my friend, on the decision that you have made. God is doing something amazing in the kingdom. If you're out there, you say, you know what? I'm thinking about it. I'm wrestling with it. I want to give my heart to the Lord. I'm tired of living this way. I don't want to live this way no more. I'll give you a little bit more time. I don't want to be in my own way. I'm tired of wrestling with my own life, and I want God to get the best out of my life. And the only way that God can get the best out of your life is that you give him all of your life. If you're out there and you say, you know what? I'm tired of the way that I've been living, and I want a right relationship with Jesus. A right one. Come on. I'll give you a couple seconds. Because we believe that God has a plan for your life. And you'll never see the full plan of God for your life until you give God your whole life. That's just how it works. And if you're out there and you say, you know what? I'm a Christian and I fell off a little bit in 2021. And I want to get back on the saddle. I want to have the mind of Christ. I want to get back in the flow. I lost some of my fire. I lost some of my excitement. And I want to get back into where God has called me to be. If that's you, just come on this side. Just come on this side. You say, I want to, I want to get back where you've called me to be. Thank you. Thank you for that honesty. See people, you come and you say, I want to get back to where I need to be. I kind of, I, I, I've, I've, when people ask me to serve, I found other things to do. When people ask me to volunteer, I found a thousand other things to do. This year is about what God wants to do in and for my life. If that's you, you want to say, I want to get back on track. I want to get where I'm supposed to be. I want to get locked in. I want to do it. You just come on this side. what I want to do. Everybody just lift your hands. And I want you to, we're all going to pray this prayer together because we don't want anybody to feel like they're by themselves. Just repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of all of my sins. I'm sorry for living my own life. For doing what I want to do sinning today I give you my life I give you my heart my soul and my mind you died for me now I live for you I'm yours I'm saved that's it listen this is the bet that's it bro the smile is real like this my if you're online say this prayer this is what gets you connected to a local body and God does amazing things with your life I like to say this, that the local church is the heartbeat of the world. We need the local church. We believe in the local church. 
And this is what God's going to do. He's bringing men, he's bringing people of God into the house to expand the kingdom because there's people that you're called to that I can never reach. There's friends that you have that I can never communicate to. God is going to take your stories and he's going to use that story. I'm not trying to rhyme, but for his glory, he's going to do some amazing with your life. And I promise you, when you exchange that dream and say, God, listen, I know I got a plan for my life, but your plans are way better for me. You got the plan and I'm letting go. And today you made that decision. So listen, there's a gentleman right here and his wife, they're going to take you, get some information from you so we can lock into you. I'm going to call you myself and reach out to you and we're going to see what God does with your life. Is that all right? Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Send me a golden. Okay. Listen, wait. I still believe there's a few more people here. You need to get not a fresh start, but just a renewal in your relationship with God. You guys can spread out this way. You guys can get a renewal in your relationship with Christ. You say, you know what? My relationship has been dry. I want that fire in my life. I want this year to be the, 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 the greatest year, not financially, I want this to be the greatest year spiritually that I've ever had. That I've ever had. And I'll give you a few more moments. You say, that's you. I, come on down here and partner with these people and we're going to pray and say, you know what? I want this to be the greatest spiritual year of my life. I've been, I've been in and I've tried, but sometimes it's slack. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes I'm strong. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm weak. Sometimes I'm not. I want this to be the greatest year I've not. You know what you're saying? This year I want to read my Bible more than I've ever read it. This year I want to pray more than I've ever prayed. This year I want to fast more than I've ever. I want to actually go two days in a fast. Last year I did one. This day I'm two for two. God is going to do something in your life as you put your foot forward. I don't want to be as dry. I want to be fiery like I was before or like I've never been before. I don't want to live a mediocre life. As Christians, God has not called us to live a life of mediocrity. He's calling us to live a life of supernatural encounters with Him. And I just want to be like Him. This is the, I believe that this will be the greatest year spiritually for the body of Christ that we've ever seen. But in that, He's calling and He's asking more more you're just making a declaration today you say I want more of God than I've ever had before and guess what it's just not a resolution this is the solution this is the solution God's calling all of us to more of him I want more of you close your eyes and lift your hands And in your heart, just begin to pray and just ask God, like, I want this to be the greatest year spiritually for me. Spiritually. When you're shaking me and nudging me, God, help me to follow those nudges this year. When you're waking me up, help me to, man, I want to wake up and I want to be with you. I don't want to roll over and fight in my sleep and say just a few more minutes. No, I want to get up and I want to connect with you. I want to get, get, I want to get closer to you because there is something I know you're calling me to do. So Father, right now I pray, pray for, for those that are here and for those that are still walking down. Father, I pray right now that this will be the greatest year spiritually that they've ever had, that we have ever had. 
I pray that your glory will be revealed to them. I pray that they will have visitations that they've never had before. I pray right now that you will give them water and still make them thirsty, that they will keep coming back, that you will give them food and bread and they'll still come back to you because you'll feed us but we'll still be hungry, that there will be a forever flow of intimacy and relationship. Father, I pray right now that the servitude will rise up in them like it's never happened before. Father, that there would be such partners with the kingdom of God and partners with the local church. And they'll go and they'll lead and they'll serve and they'll volunteer. And God, this will be a super bloom in their life. Wherever was dry, wherever seeds were or cracks, God, we thank you for the storms of life that's coming to bring the blooms and the flowers to the dry places. And Father, we give this back to you and we just declare that this will be the greatest year spiritually. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, or enter into the hearts of men. All that you're getting ready to do for them who believe. In Jesus' name, let everybody shout. Amen. Amen. You guys can go back to your seats really quick. This will be the greatest year spiritually that I believe we as a church and individually has ever, ever seen. How many believe that? How many believe? You know it. We're trading in dreams. We're putting on the mind of Christ. Starting tomorrow, we will begin the fast. Engage, connect, encounter. As you're fasting, stay in your word. You know, I want to encourage those who've never fasted before. Don't take on too much because I don't want you to disappoint yourself. I don't want you to take on too much and say, you know, I'm not going to eat anything ever. And then the next day you, you're eating, you're like, you know what, I, I'm just going to keep eating. I messed up. No, do a little bit. Maybe fast a meal. Whatever that, whatever, whatever that dominant, fast a meal. Fast television, maybe an hour. Do yourself a favor. Take steps into it so you can be successful with this fast. Does that make sense? Okay, guys, you can stand. You can stand. Right outside. We'll be out there. We want you to sign up for those that feel, you know what? I want to make Quincy. I want to volunteer. I want to partner with you and this church to make Quincy what God wants Quincy to be. You know what I'm I'm not saying I want Quincy to be my church home. I don't, I, all nations in my home. But I want to go there and I want to rehab that house. I want to rehab that city. I want my hands to be involved in that. I want my sweat to be involved in that. And this is for those Sundays. Once a month, you'll go. We'll set up. We'll put the signs up. We'll prepare. We'll be loving on them. And you say, I want to volunteer. Myself, Pastor Zom, Tom, Zach, we'll be out in the front. The prayer walk is today, 3 o'clock. 3, 3.30, we'll be, leave it, get there early. Okay? Get there early so we can walk around the capital. We believe that God is going to do, do some things with this city. So let's lift our hands. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this word today. Father, we pray that it falls on good ground. We pray right now, Holy Spirit, that a super bloom is about to happen. We declare that we are putting on the mind of Christ, no more I, but the Christ that lives within us. Father, we thank you that this year is going to be the greatest year spiritually that we've ever had. You're going to increase the hunger. You're going to increase the excitement. You're going to increase, increase the fire. You're going to increase the passion. You're going to increase the partnership. You're going to increase everything in me that you're calling and pulling out of me because you said you will accomplish everything in my life that you set out for me to do. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he turn his face toward you and give you peace in Jesus' name. We'll see you Wednesday right here, night of worship. Invite everybody you know because we're going to encounter God. God bless you.
You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.